Educated Life is a Christian higher education podcast where every week we talk to educators, leaders, and experts who are passionate about the work that they do in higher ed. That's perfect. Oh my gosh. Uh, I might use that. All right, go ahead. One um, of the few talents that I have, you know. I, it's a, I've told you this. It's a talent that I envy. You know, doing it, though, it kind of makes me want to try out, like, some sort of voice acting stuff as, like, a side career or something. Why not? I mean, it sounds super cool. And, like, from watching all the, I mean, the few dubbed that things I have watched. But it's like, oh, it'd be super cool. I just don't know where to start. And that's the thing that I need to put time and effort into so i think it's worth your time yeah i think it would be too i just gotta (laughs) put my mind to it (laughs) uh happy wednesday is it wednesday it is wednesday happy wednesday tyler thanks uh hello everybody you are listening to an educated life Uh, this is a christian higher ed podcast where every week or more more often it's random now but every week we try to talk to educators, leaders, and experts, and now our beloved students uh, here at George Fox University who are passionate about their college experience. And um, we are continuing our series called Student Stories uh, this second half of the semester, talking with uh, students that I work closely with, RAs specifically. And joining me today is Tyler Slothauer. Hello. 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 Good to see you, Tyler. See you too, man. This Bye. is uh, this is our regularly scheduled one-on-one time, and we're using this time to podcast. Have you ever podcasted before? You know, I have never podcasted before. Okay. It's it's kind of crazy because yeah. I've listened to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Um, but do you feel like you're listening to more podcasts now than ever before? Like, um, is podcasts like part of your? consistent consumption of media i'd say the only time that i really listen to podcasts is when i'm working okay just because then i can actually think about that yeah but that's the power of voice isn't it yeah 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 but like youtube while working sometimes no no which is kind of annoying yeah but uh it's definitely like whenever i'm doing any sort of like homework though i can't listen to podcasts because it's just like right, i right, start right. thinking about the podcast right, rather right, than right. the work that i'm doing right. so do you listen to music when you study um if i'm writing a paper no yeah if i'm doing uh most of my engineering problems then yeah i do normally so okay okay well um you know this is just a great opportunity to just, uh, get to know you better it's a different format you know uh, you know obviously for one-on-one but like i, okay. I felt like you know in a podcast we can be a little bit more uh, focused on, um, you know, the college experience. Like what you, you are a senior this year. Uh, junior. You're a junior. Yeah. Senior standing in credits. That's right. I, I knew that. Yeah. Wait, are you graduating this year? No, no. Engineering doesn't let me do that. Okay. Yeah. So. How did you get senior status? Yeah. So what I did is uh, Washington's got a great program called mm-hmm. Running Start. Mm-hmm. Um, and so your last two years of high school, you can apply. And then if you take all the right classes, you can come out with your AA uh, yeah. right when you graduate high school. So yeah. I ended up doing that, graduating with my AA. But because engineering has so many specific classes, I can't graduate in two years. And anywhere that I went 
would either take three and a half years or four years. Yeah. And so at that point, I'm like, well, it really doesn't matter which school I go to for timing wise. For sure. So you're you're are you planning on being at Fox for eight whole semesters? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So eight whole semesters, but I'd say definitely easier than most. Yeah. Well, definitely easier than other engineers, just because they're normally taking seventeen and eighteen. So your average credit hour per semester is lower. Yeah, it's yeah. I'd say it's like 14 is the average that I have. That sounds pretty comfortable, actually. It does sound comfortable, but you do have to take into account that these are engineering courses that we're working with still. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Even though I have no idea what an engineering course feels like or looks like because I know, never did engineering. You know, we got to get you taking physics sometimes. So. <laughs> I actually took a lot of physics in yeah. undergrad. Yeah, I wasn't good at it. It's um, fun. Some of it was intuitive. Yeah. Like I was so good at calculating friction. Oh yeah. It's like the best. I like understood. It makes sense. It makes sense. Hey, makes sense. Physics is everywhere. Um by the way, everybody, I am Minsu Choi. I'm your host this morning. And you know, we've been doing this podcast thing for a little over a year now. And um, yeah, w- w- what we love to talk about on the podcast. I don't know if you're subscribed, and if you're not, I'm really mad. But you should be subscribed to the podcast, not just you, Tyler, but everyone who's listening here <laughs> should be subscribed. Uh, thank you for your support, by the way. You're um, I wasn't talking to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you should support me. Hey, I'm subscribed, so. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Five-star review. I haven't done a review because like, I never give any reviews. <laughs> Understood. I'm one of those Understood. viewers. Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, so like, I love that. So you kind of came into Fox with a little bit of a head start when it came to um, credits. Yeah. 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 No, I did. And that definitely, it made freshman year really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of gave me like a false sense of easiness, I think, yeah. uh, for sophomore year. And tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Like, so what's your major? Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell me where you're from. Yeah. I, what are the things that you care about the most? Yeah. So I, um, my major is civil engineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm from Gig Harbor, Washington, yep. which is a cool little quaint town. Um, but I'm super passionate about my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the eldest of five siblings, and so it's always fun to hang out with my younger siblings and with my parents. Um, but I also really enjoy skiing, mm-hmm. and I'm super into that. And I wish I had more money because it's expensive. Hobby. Sounds expensive, yeah. Yeah. So, What's the best place you've ever skied? Probably going to have to go with Breckenridge um, in Colorado. I went there spring break freshman year with my uh, aunt, and the weather was super nice. It mm-hmm. snowed for us, so I was skiing powder the whole time, mm-hmm. and there was like no one there because of spring break. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. How long did it take you to be confident at skiing? Like, how many times did you go? Well, my family went like once or twice a year starting when I was four. But I really started getting like good and being like able to go down black dimes and stuff. I'd say like sophomore year of high school. Okay. I really just had to it's a really a mindset if you wanna get good at skiing. You have to like look at a slope and be like, hey, I can do this. I'm gonna send it and try and make it all the way down without dying or starting to fall. Um and that's really the biggest part because normally you have the skills to do it yeah 
It's just you just gonna have to lean yeah. into it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be okay with taking the risk because you have to go pretty fast to be like in full control in a, in a lot of ways, right? Yeah, yeah. No, when you're going down a hill, in order to be in control, you have to be able to turn, mm-hmm. and in order to turn well, you have to be going decently fast. And yeah, that's yeah. the scary part. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you just gotta get used to that. And Makes the first sense. few dives are a little difficult. Yeah. Have you ever like taken a major spill? Like you just like just landed into a very, very um, disastrous predicament. I mean, I've taken a few spills, not super bad. Um, my friend though once took a huge spill where he like full on cartoon rolled down the hill. Um, oh and he gosh. was jarring his, so one of his skis popped off, which was good. The other one didn't, which was unfortunate. So as he was skiing, it would hit the, we were practically skiing on ice at this point, would hit the ice and it would just jar his leg. And he just rolled down like half of the hill, aiming for some trees. Thankfully, the trees provided a snow You bank. aim for trees. No, he didn't oh. aim for trees, but it's bad if you're going for the tree because right. sometimes you'll just hit the tree. But right. thankfully, the trees had made enough snow. That was a snow bank that he hit instead full of soft powder yeah and so then he was actually able to be fine yeah just but that never dissuaded you i mean that dissuaded me from going down that run (laughs) for a while Uh (laughs) yeah well it was also because like we're like "Mm, we don't think we should go down this run but the guy who was with us he's like oh yeah you guys can do it so tell me a little bit about that process of choosing a college because you mentioned it earlier just like you were you had a you were looking at different options why did you choose fox yeah, so I was, what's funny is I was looking at a bunch of bigger colleges, I'd say medium-sized colleges like Boise State and University mm. of Idaho. Okay. Um, and then George Fox was really the only small school that I was looking at. And yeah. that's mainly just because they had a accredited civil engineering program. Yeah. Um, I was looking around, um, all the medium-sized schools were good because they did have the program. Um, I would be able to get out in three and a half years, but um, they just didn't really have the intentionality that I wanted in a college. Um, what did that What did that mean? What 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 do you feel like is intentional that a college does? Yeah, um, just being able to talk to your professors and be able to ask them like questions other than. Other than the questions like in the assignments. Classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than the assignments. And also, like, if you have questions about just future roles, like right now, I'm, my plan is to get a PhD. Um, and the right. only reason that I was able to figure that out was from talking with my uh, civil professor. And so that was like a good long conversation that we had mm-hmm. where he explained if I want to go into higher education teaching, I would need to go and get a PhD. So. It's definitely, definitely choosing the colleges. That was a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Also a huge part for just George Fox in general that I think is great is that it's got juniors abroad. And as an engineer, it's really difficult to go abroad at all um, if you want to finish in four years. Yeah. And so juniors abroad allows me to do that where We're, other colleges can't. So uh, just for people who don't know, so juniors abroad is a program designed for for people after their third year, usually, to go on a trip during the summer, right? Yeah, during the whole month of May, you get three weeks in some sort of country abroad or multiple countries abroad. And remind me where you're going in this year? Uh, Yeah, so right now I'm just on the wait list for Egypt and then also Poland to Croatia. Um, 
Wow. If I get a choice between the two, I'd definitely go with Egypt. Okay. So. Okay. Egypt. Yeah. A lot of history there. There is a lot of history. What would you like? What would you want to look? Uh, what do you look forward to the most? Thinking about a, a, an Egypt trip. Yeah, I really. You want to see the Nile? Well, yeah, the Nile will be cool. Yeah. Um, but there's like a lot of biblical history there. Yeah. There's also just a lot of engineering there and civil engineering. So it'll be cool to see all the architectural mm-hmm. uh, feats mm-hmm. and all the crazy structures that have been made, mm-hmm. but also just to see all the history that's ingrained yeah. into Egypt and through, you know, Moses going over, taking everyone out of Egypt and then Abraham going into Egypt yeah, and just that whole story. So from an engineering point of view, when you think about like the great pyramids, yeah, like, what put that into like kind of like a context is that like a crazy engineering feat or is it just like yeah it just made a triangle what's the big deal no <laughs> it's a crazy engineering feat for sure yeah yeah cuz like i mean with how tight all the blocks that they're like putting together fit together I don't think that we'd be able to do that with the same precision as they did at this time right now. What do you um, what? What do you mean? I mean like they were cutting these stone blocks super precise and they were fitting up against each other like so close that there was not much there's the amount of tolerance that they had for each block yeah. was so small yeah. that it would be difficult for us to replicate that. On such a massive size, do you know how they did that? Like, how do how do how do how do you do that without modern day machinery? Water is my only guess. They just like made water and then filled well filled cracks with water, yeah, and then just pressurized it some way and wow. cut it through with the water. So wow, and that was how they were able to make the pyramids, and then they capped it all off with marble and then gold at the top, which is even more impressive. Gold? Yeah. Is it still up there or has, has it been like pillaged a little oh, bit? Oh, yeah. No. Tomb Raiders took all that off of the pyramids a long time ago. Oh, Tomb Raiders. Oh, yeah. Actual Tomb Raiders. Actual Tomb Raiders. Literally. Yeah. Not Laura Croft. <laughs> <laughs> so you came in the fo- uh, came in the Fox with this uh, idea that, you know, it was a place where you feel like you could get more connected. With the institution, at least with faculty, um, tell me a little bit about like your first year. What was that like? Tell me about freshman Tyler. Freshman Tyler was on a floor full of crazy people, as in crazy people. We just did a bunch of stupid stuff. So you were one of those crazy people. Kinda. (laughs) I was more the person that stood back and watched them and filmed them do crazy stuff. Sometimes I join into the craziness as well. Yeah. But uh, freshman floor, we were on, I'd say probably the quality wise of just like rooms and bathroom, especially we were on the worst uh, freshman floor on campus. But in I'd terms s- of amenities. Yeah. Well, <laughs> why is that? Well, so it was. The bathroom had yeah. two stalls yeah. for like 17 guys. Sounds perfect. Uh-huh. And then the shower was like a rectangle with two <laughs> curtains. So it was just it was just really bad and then one time 
the gray water backflowed up and so it was like filling up the bottom of the shower so we couldn't take showers for like a good week except for going up to the second floor i see so it was really it was just like the bathrooms were the worst part about freshman year yeah everything else was great yeah um all the people were great my roommate was super cool um and then we just did a bunch of shenanigans um we had a huge quote board and there's a lot of quotes that got thrown onto that. Yeah. Uh, Do you feel like the transition to college was fairly easy for you or was it, were there some difficult moments? No, I definitely say it's difficult. Um, especially for me, I'm more of an introvert mm-hmm. and I, uh, talking to people that I don't know and trying to make relationships right away is definitely not the easiest feat. Um, you feel like you've gotten better at that? Yeah. I yeah. still don't enjoy it though. Um, what don't you enjoy? Like break that down a little bit. What if you had to like just kind of slice that up and dissect yeah. that? What are you not enjoying in those moments where you're meeting new people and trying to like be friendly? Yeah, I just don't enjoy the going up and talking to someone and being like, "Hey, how are you?" and then my name's so and so and just trying to like spark a conversation. Because you don't like the small talk. Yeah, I like being able to just go up to my friend and be like, say something funny, and then we take off on a conversation right away. And you don't really have to put any effort into coming up with the conversation, and mm-hmm. there's no sort of awkward pauses. Yeah. Um, I feel like awkward pauses are fine when I'm with my friends because I know them, and I know, like, oh, this is po- perfectly fine to have this break in conversation. But mm-hmm. with someone that I've never known before, I feel like it's kind of like not a social norm Mm-hmm. to have those breaks in conversation. So. What are some ways that you've specifically developed strategies? Because you said you've gotten more comfortable with it or you've gotten better at it. Yeah. So do you have like a go-to way that you approach it now? No. <laughs> it's really just because like people are so complex. Yeah. It's just I got to come up with a bunch of different... I mean, depends on the person, depends on the strategy, but mm-hmm. um, and also the context that I'm in. But it's definitely like bringing some sort of food or gift or something that you have to talk about for a reason mm-hmm. into the conversation is definitely makes it easier, especially mm-hmm. the food, because food gives you a break from conversation so you can think about stuff. Yeah, that's not awkward because yeah. you're eating and they know you're eating. So it's I think food's the the key right there. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, you know, I'm an introvert too. Yeah. And we've talked about this a little bit. Um, and and yet that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't like people, but it's just that first couple encounters that often can be tricky. Yeah. I don't like, yeah. It's the, the initial encounters, initial few encounters are the difficult parts, I'd say. Do you, do you feel like people misunderstand you or like see you in a light that's not true? about you is that a worry on your mind when you're meeting new people um no my worry is just am i gonna be able to go through this conversation well <laughs> give it give it a scale of one to ten how is this conversation going so far and rating it honestly for you or for the other person for i guess for both of us <laughs> like how do they think the conversation is going based on how i'm talking so. yeah 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 <laughs> I didn't know there was a rating system. 
There's a rating system. <laughs> <laughs> um, what has, I mean, so, you know, you're in your third year. This is your fifth semester. Yeah. Like, how would you summarize or how would you, like, characterize the last two years coming into the semester? Tell me a little bit about that two-year process. What have you learned? What have you lost? What are the, some of the things that you that stick out in your mind that, that's meaningful? Yeah. Um, definitely all the engineering friends that I've made. Yeah. Um, Tell me about them, by the way. Yeah. What is the prototypical engineer student? What are they like? <laughs> Tyler, stereotype them for me a little bit. All right, I'll stereotype <laughs> them. <laughs> stereotype is not super social. The only people that they're social with are other engineers because wow. 90% of the time they're working on homework. <laughs> and when it's an excuse, when they're not working on homework, they will complain about the homework that they have to do. <laughs> yeah. Just because that's all they have in their life. Man, you're selling so, them so well. Talk about engineering and complaining about engineering. Hey, that's all I do. So <laughs> when I when I don't when I'm not doing homework, I'm complaining about it. Not because I don't like I don't enjoy the homework, but I enjoy what I'm learning. Yeah. So it's not that I dislike engineering. I just dislike having to do stuff. Yeah. So to be fair, I feel like there's a lot of things about engineering that people should complain about. Like what? That it's hard. And yeah. that it gets very, very complex. Yeah. And that the problems can get very frustrating and difficult to navigate. Yeah. And engineering itself just seems like, at times, very unpleasant. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of because I'm a sucker for punishment. Uh, you know, all I, like it's term? so much... Is it mas masochist? Is that what is it? I, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. But induce pain. <laughs> but it's just like the whole process of... Just going through it, being super frustrated out of your mind. And then yeah. you eventually hit the point where you figure it out and you're like, finally, this all clicks. Yeah. And you're like, those, those seconds of joy is what I live for. And then you move on to the next thing and you're yeah. like, kill me. I don't understand again. Yeah. Like if you were to like bottle that up as a, like a life principle, what are you learning when you're studying engineering in terms of just like life principles? Uh, you know that Google is your best source of information. <laughs> Google is your education. Yeah. Uh, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> and that, uh, you know, if you keep on like working on it and talking to people and Googling, you'll eventually find a solution. Yeah. At least if it's been done before. Yeah. If you're a maths professor or a math student that's trying to figure out something new, like all the quantum stuff that's coming out. Good luck Googling that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you talked about this last week, but I thought it would be cool to just talk about it again, just for other people to hear. But like, what do you love about engineering? Why is engineering like so interesting to you? Yeah. I just love how it makes the world run and work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, without, Without, I guess, without everyone playing their part in the world, mm -hmm. the world wouldn't run how it is. Right. But I feel like engineers make everyone else's lives easier. Mm -hmm. 
And that's what's cool is being able to help people and make their lives easier. Um, for me, it'd be through buildings and uh, through sewage and through water because mm-hmm. all that stuff, <clears throat> I mean, just think about it. Not having a, not having running water in your pipes. You know, there's people in Africa that have to walk miles to go get water and mm-hmm. the water's not even fresh. Yeah. Um, so just having that infrastructure here in the world is crazy and it's cool to think about and work on. Um, and so I just want to be able to help other people through that, mm-hmm. um, both in America and then also in other countries. Let me ask you some engineering questions. Okay. Uh you're going to give a rating, 1 right. to 10. 1 right. being terrible engineering or easy, however okay. you want to define it, and then 10 being like, that's the best example of an engineering feat in mankind history, <laughs> okay? Okay. The sewage system. Uh, I'd say probably like a 6 or a 7, honestly. Really? Yeah. That low? Like the, that the, low? The modern toilet. Oh, Martin and, and, the, and the invention thought, of a city that's able to be founded on top of a sewage system. Yeah, I mean it's it's really big, um, but I'm just I guess I'm thinking of like how it is to implicate it and mm-hmm. like actually like do all the calculations. Yeah. I'd say it's a six or a seven because it's not mm-hmm. too difficult of yeah. calculations. Yeah, um, especially in this day and age uh, where you got all these yeah computer programs. I'll do it for you, but. Yeah. Space rocket. Uh, I mean, when first coming up with it, that was is definitely really difficult because um, it's mainly all just guesswork. <laughs> um, this yeah, is no, it's theoretical. This, yeah, it's all theoretical. So, uh, yeah, where would you rank? rank yeah, that? I'd say definitely like a nine. A nine. Yeah, it's pretty up there. Yeah, it's pretty up there. Yeah, just because of all the theoretical stuff that they had to go through in order to make it work. Cause mm-hmm. a big part of engineering is prototyping mm-hmm. and doing things over and over and over and over and over again mm-hmm. in order to make it work, which they did some of that with shooting stuff into space, but, uh, and which is why they had to shoot a bunch of things into space before they put a person into space. Cause they don't want the person to die. Um, but it's definitely, more on the theoretical side, which I'd say is more difficult because the world we live in is not theoretical. Mm-hmm. What about the clock? The clock. Uh, man, there's a... I mean, time in general was just big and like the calendar. Mm-hmm. I guess the idea of the clock is really huge. Um, and then depending on what type of clock because like the sundial is the first clock that was ever made yeah what do you think about it and that was like it was a great idea because it gave everyone a sense of time Mm -hmm. and it gave them oh this takes this long of time so i can actually schedule out my days Mm -hmm. um but the mechanical feat i mean it wasn't super difficult i mean the idea to come up with it was you needed to actually be thinking about the world Mm mm-hmm but once in order to make like a sundial, you take you take a little thing, you write some numbers on it, a circle, you write some numbers on it, and then you put up just a forty five degree angle mm-hmm. of a metal stick and then it'll just take 
can uh, control the time for you. So, mm-hmm. last one. All right. The microphone. The microphone. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a little biased just because I'm a civil engineer, so I don't understand electrical <laughs> as much. So I'm gonna rate it higher than other people probably would. Um, I'd say it's probably like a yeah eight because. Mm-hmm. It's just you're transferring the sound waves that you're making into electrical waves. Yeah. And then those electrical waves are changing back into sound waves. Yeah. That are making the exact same sound yeah. that you do, which is crazy. Yeah. If you think about it. All right, bonus one, because right, you're bonus. a civil engineer. All right. The cul de sac. Cul de sac. I mean, it, that's that's not a big feat. I like it because it's civil. If you have said roundabout, I would have been like, oh man, that's just everywhere. But um cul-de-sac. cul-de-sac. The epitome yeah. of safety <laughs> and suburban <laughs> lifestyle. Um <laughs> yeah. I'd say that's probably like a five. <laughs> five. I think it's cool, but most people don't think it's cool. That's mainly though, like project developers. Um, their idea and yeah. it was just the civil engineers had to throw down some asphalt yeah. in order to fix it. Yeah. Do you feel like the highways changed America oh, like yeah. insanely? Oh yeah. Yeah. Just like how trains uh, changed America insanely. Yeah. You know a lot of stuff. I really appreciate that about you. I feel like you're like a walking Wikipedia. Do you like, do you like exercise Wikipedia daily? Do you just like go on there and do the random search and you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll learn about that today. No. <laughs> but I kind of do the same thing through just on the side of on the left side of my phone. There's a Google feed. Mm-hmm. So I just like scroll through the Google feed. And because it knows I like a lot of science stuff, it just pops up a bunch of science headlines. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to look at that one today. Like the cold fusion reactor that's trying to be made. Mm-hmm. So you're earlier, you're kind of talking a little bit about the stereotypical engineering student. Oh, yeah. Um, but one thing about you this year is that you are an RA. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, the RA at George Fox, um, helps build community, helps, uh, gather people, build relationships and things like that. And we've, we've had some really good conversations about like what that means for you specifically and things like, uh, so I'm just wondering, like reflecting back, like how how did you want this role to fit into this year for you? Like what what um why was it important for you to put yourself out there and like take on this challenge? Yeah. Um well first of all, I enjoy the idea of community. Yeah. Um it's definitely big to have that. Um even as an introvert? Even yeah, as someone who, even as an introvert, I know who it's dreads crazy. those it's crazy. initial conversations. <clears throat> um, but you know, back home, my family is like the most important thing, mm-hmm. um, and so I have that community. Mm-hmm. And like this year, I have all the guys in my apartment, which is like my main community. Right. But you need to be able to go out and have bigger communities as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. I was looking forward to meeting other people, getting to know other people. Like you've talked about, 
I like to be a walking encyclopedia mm-hmm. or Wikipedia kind of. So I like being able to know a bunch of stuff and learning people's stories is another form of learning. Yeah. Um, and so being able to learn through, learn about their trials mm-hmm. and tribulations and where they come from and their backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really the biggest draw for me. Yeah. I've noticed that like, that's actually one of the, the, the most powerful ways that you communicate that you care about people. Yeah. So you're actually like curious and you want to learn more yeah. about their stories. Um, like if you kind of reflect on it a little bit, like what do you feel like, what do you anticipate like that you take away from like a role like this that's that's very relational, that's community centered in a lot of ways? Like what are you learning even 10 weeks into the, the year about like, like what are you learning about yourself and like what are you hoping to take away? What are, what's like a life principle that you're like taking away from this experience specifically? Yeah. Um, well, I know for sure this isn't really a life principle, but learning even more how to do those first interactions and then keep those. <laughs> that is a life principle. That's it, good. I, I mean, it's, it's difficult. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that you say hi to and then you never talk to again. Right. Um, and that's just, you know, that's just, most of it's just effort that you need to put in and time to mm-hmm. actually go and talk to them. If I sense that at all nowadays. I make sure I go out of my way to talk to that person again. Yeah. Because I want to make sure they know that they just can't do that to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's... I'm here to annoy you, basically. <laughs> yeah, and that was like... Uh, sometimes that's really annoying for me, but uh, but most of the time it's not. And, yeah. you know, it's a lot of people are wanting that sort of relationship yeah. Um, but some people aren't, and most engineers aren't. Yeah. Which that's just a stereotype, though. Yeah, but I, I love that about you. I feel like, in some ways, of course, you break the mold just being yourself. You like you, you're not just defined by your major or the fact that you love engineering. But I love the fact that you 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 even invest, um, pretty much like outside of that major, which can eat up all of your attention and your time. You can dedicate a lot of time to your major, right? Yeah. And it has that reputation. But that's the thing that I respect about you the most, that you've actually taken on um, a a challenge in a lot of ways, Um, whatever you want to call it, an opportunity to um, experience more of what, college can afford you and um just the fact that you even like applied for the role and like accepted it and like you're doing well this year speaks a lot to your desire to grow and become like become like a lifelong learner and to become a leader and someone who actually cares and gives back um that's what i respect about you a lot i really i really appreciate that yeah thanks yeah yeah no, it's definitely, yeah, I'd say learning is one of the big things I care about, mm-hmm. you know, just because, <clears throat> I don't know, we just, you need something that you care about deeply, and learning is one for me, yeah. just gaining more and more information um, and knowledge, uh, but, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, we're getting near to the end of the hour but we always do rapid fire questions at the end all right and this is just like a 
rapid way to get to know tidbits about you. Are you ready? Sounds good. You can't really be contemplating. You just okay. gotta answer them. Okay. 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 Rapid fire. Hot yeah. seat. By the way, this is a this is a tool, this is a strategy you can use in your future uh, new encounters. It is. Okay. So here we go. What is your Enneagram type? Five, wing six. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird. What's your most favorite word? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Really? <laughs> I didn't know what to say. Least favorite word? Grit. Grit? I love that word. Oh, I hate it. I'm judging you right now. Favorite sound? The sound of skis sliding on snow. Really? Oh, yeah. Who inspires you? Definitely my parents. Yeah. Who has taught you the most about life? Definitely my parents. What's your favorite book? Uh, Dragons in Our Mist, if it's not the Bible. Favorite subject or topic that you could talk about and drone about on and on all day long? Skiing or engineering. What's overrated? Um, I may get crucified for this, but I'd say Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. I yeah. I don't think a lot of people would disagree with you. What's underrated? Uh Dang it. I can't think of one right off the top of my head real fast. Um, but Star Wars is just like right in your cards like the whole time. I don't know. It was the first thing that pops <laughs> in my head. I'm I'm just trying to rapid fire right now. So what's underrated? Underrated. Uh, the podcasts. Thank you. Favorite tool or object that you carry around with you all the time? Knife. What's your favorite brand or company? Uh, Osprey. What's your most used app? Oh, geez. Most used app is probably just the texting app, just messages. Yeah. When do you feel strongest? I feel strongest when I figure out whatever problem that I'm working really hard on and it clicks and makes sense. When do you feel weakest? When I spend like multiple hours on the problem and cannot figure it out. <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. What's your one rule of life? Or what is one of your rules of life? Um, trust God mm. um, in everything. It's a difficult rule to live by, but I try to do it. Yeah, that's good. Well, Tyler, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, How do you man. feel? How was this? Uh, I think it's good. I don't know. <laughs> you think it's good? First time podcasting, so you know. Yeah. You know. This is your first time. This is great. Yeah. You did great. Thanks. I like how you banter. That's I I try to learn from the podcast that I've been on that bantering is how, how it works. <laughs> um, If people want to reach out to you and tell you you suck because you said Star Wars is overrated. Uh, yeah, that's true. Where can they reach you? Uh, they can reach me at uh, Ty Sloth on Instagram. Nice. Um, then I think that's, that's good. Really that's good. it because I don't have a Twitter. As always, you can find me on every single social media platform with the handle at I am Minsu Choi. Please DM me and tell me how awesome I am. <laughs> um, as always, our goal in doing this podcast is to become the number one faith-based higher education podcast in the world. So please like. Subscribe, share, 
enjoy this podcast. And rate, because I won't do it. Rate it, please. Rate it five stars. Um, just really, really thankful to you, Tyler, and thank you for all the listeners and all the supporters of this podcast. Um, I hope that you all have a wonderful day. Tyler, you want to say any last words? Uh, don't hang on me, because I think Star Wars is overrated.